0: Hello, and welcome to Bush History. I'm David Bush, and this is my continuing series on precedent-setting Supreme Court decisions. This time, the year is 1819, and we have McCulloch versus Maryland. This is the second of a series of decisions that set precedent for all future cases. What we have here is we have a case of the national banking system. Some background, though. Before we get started. This is the second bank of the United States. There had been the original bank that was Hamilton's bank, and that the charter for that bank expired in 1811. So then we have the War of 1812, a lot of post-war expansion, and the second bank of the United States was chartered in 1816. Its function was much as that of the first bank of the United States. Uh, the intent of the bank was to stabilize the flow of currency that had become necessary as a result of trade, growth, debt, and economic development. A lot of it stemming from Henry Clay's American system. And if you remember, the American system had three distinct legs, a tariff, an infrastructure, and a national bank to help move the money around. Why, then, did Maryland decide to tax this bank, to tax the bank in the United States? Well, Maryland was upset because all of the borrowing that was occurring was really building the infrastructure in the United States, but most of the borrowing was being done from the Bank of the United States and not the Bank of Maryland. So Maryland decided to tax the National Bank to make up for some of its loss of revenue. Well, in 1818, the state of Maryland passed legislation to impose taxes on the bank. James W. McCulloch was the cashier of the Baltimore branch of the bank and he refused to pay the tax. You can think of the cashier as the head of the bank. So now the question is, did Congress have the authority to establish the bank? And did the Maryland law unconstitutionally interfere with congressional powers? So there's two parts of the case. So this is still the Marshall Court and the conclusion was a unanimous decision and the majority opinion was given by John Marshall. He said... Congress has the power under the necessary and proper clause to charter the second bank of the United States. So the bank is legal. Secondly, he said, Maryland may not impose a tax on the bank. Specifically, to discuss it a little further, in a unanimous nine to nothing decision, the court held that Congress had the power to incorporate the bank and that Maryland could not interfere with that incorporation. Writing for the court, Chief Justice Marshall noted that Congress possessed enumerated powers not explicitly outlined in the Constitution. Marshall also held that while the states retained the power of taxation, the Constitution and the laws made in pursuant thereof are supreme. They control the Constitution and the laws of the respective states and cannot be controlled by them. So what we have here really is the Supreme Court in 1819 says the federal government is supreme to the state governments. And that is one of the oldest questions in American history. It comes up again and again and again. Can a state law supersede a national law? And in most cases, the answer is no. The national law is supreme when the two come in conflict with each other. So that is the second case of a series of precedent-setting cases. I'm David Bush. This is Bush History. You can visit us at www.bushhistory.net, that's B-U-S-C-H, I-S-T-O-R-Y dot net and see a whole bunch of other cool American history stuff and links to videos and thereof. For now, have a good day.